0: Welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Zwift is the app that turns indoor training into a game. Zwift is interval workouts, training plans and massive online group rides made fun. Because fun works and fun gets results. Fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com to try it today.
1: Uh, Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, Sorry, you didn't see this on the podcast, but there was a huge lightning next to us. The weather is open up. Uh, Welcome, I was just saying, to this uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, uh, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash TDF or Schedule a Rides with our friends at Zwift joining me under the chaos of the weather because it's the
0: Alps after all. Is Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I'm great because I love the Alps and I actually love this thunderstorm that is literally sort of hovering around us. It's actually slightly raining. The wind is just gusting everywhere. And it's like, we've got a showdown. Showdown with the weather and a showdown with the Tour de France. How good is that? Absolutely.
1: So, this party has started, I should say, the party of the Tour de France has started. And what a stage we had today because there's so much we can take from a stage like this one.
0: Yeah, it it was an interesting stage because just with what unfolded firstly the big break that went you know it was like sort of yesterday 30 odd riders nato quintana made the break with three of his movistar teammates and immediately when it they didn't let the break go by the way because they were they were chasing the break for about 10 15 kilometers in the first hour they did i think almost 50 kilometers per hour in the first hour of a mountain stage it was insane and finally when the elastic band snapped the break went up to three, four, five minutes. Nato Quintana's at nine minutes and 30 seconds. No one was really chasing. And then they hit the Cold de Zoua, and who starts to set a high tempo? Nato Quintana's team, mates. Movistar. So, yes, that, that was weird as. Well, seriously. I mean, I've gone from i've criticized them i've bagged them you know not just at the tour but prior and then i actually gave them a compliment on the um broadcast with tomo yesterday today i had to go back and go well you know what it's actually it's it's embarrassing and i mean it i'm being serious it is embarrassing they've got three leaders they haven't got an outright leader now quintana all reports suggest he's leaving at the end of the year so you've got a team, when they chased on the Col du Movistar, by the way, all they achieved from chasing was reduced the gap from, it was about eight minutes at that point. So by the way, Natal Quintana was virtual second on the road, higher than any other Movistar rider, right? That's a good thing, I would think. They, all they did, they dropped most of the peloton. They didn't drop the top 15 in the GC, so they didn't achieve anything from that. And all they did was close down that gap of nine minutes, but the closest on general classification was Nadal Quintana. And, as it proved, he was the best rider in the race, in the breakaway, I should say, because he went on to win the stage. So Movistar, if they're not embarrassed, well, then they're idiots, and I'm going to say it because, no, it's terrible. You're talking about a team with a $20 million budget and the rest, and I, I, I'm shocked absolutely i reckon we should get some shelter let's go shelter (laughs) (laughs) it's actually starting to
1: rain bring your chair much better much better so we found shelter under this rain. uh yeah movie star that's crazy
0: just pure madness you don't mean your word for them no not at all and you know what I hope they hear. I hope now Well, Nardo, we know he's listening to the pod. We, we said that a couple of pods ago.
1: Yeah, allegedly, he's listened to the pod before. So we know uh, maybe this could go
0: down for him. Well, but on a serious note, you've got to question the management. You have to question the management. And what I mean by that is, sure, I'm, par- I'm having a go at the riders, but who's calling the shots? And secondly, if they are calling the shots... Have some kahunas. Can I allowed to say kahunas? You can say kahunas. Okay. Have some kahunas. Pull the riders in line. Say, forget about your egos. Put your personal issues aside. You're riding for one rider here, or we're riding for the one team, and it's called Movistar, and ride the right way. Because, no, I think it was very average.
1: Okay, what do you make of uh, the rest of, uh, of the stage? Because we knew it was going to be a difficult stage. The weather was really hot, really warm in some places. Then it completely opened up. Uh, the Evans completely opened up at the end of that race. This is what
0: we expect from the Alps. Yes, look, as much as I criticise Movistar, I didn't mind watching it because it lit the race up and we saw that peloton dwindle down to the top 15, you know, in general classification. So it was good, but after that, they backed it off. And then we saw the, the breakout in front going for the win. So we thought we saw that sort of whole thing unfold. Um, it was the heat that was the hardest part of the race, I'll have to say. Like, a, it was a monstrous day, 208 kilometres, don't get me wrong. And some of the riders might be, if they're listening to this, might be saying, Mackenzie, you've been way too long out of the sport. And they're probably right. But I believe that the heat was the hardest part of the race because in the end, that front group really only went full gas when they hit, the top of the Col de Lotterie and then that last 8 kilometres to the Galibier because Julian Alaphilippe was there the whole time and they weren't going hard and this suited him we knew that you could see that he he was okay but as soon as the gas went on and when Bernal attacked he was he was in trouble so if anything it suited uh, Julian Alaphilippe uh, and he was able to then catch back on on the descent uh, but I'm glad Natal Quintana won because it sort of sticks one up his teammates to be honest Absolutely. Did Bardet
1: surprise you on this stage or not? Because he, he finished his second, um, but he claims the king of the mountain. Are you making a mend with Bardet or not?
0: No, he didn't surprise me. Look, I think his form is where it is. And when Quintana went, he just he didn't have it to close in on Quintana, and Quintana took a minute and a half on him, you know, in the end. So uh, he he did well to get in the break. And what I will give him is, you know, he's showing a lot of heart. Bardet and the quality of the guy, the rider that is, the fact that, let's face it, he forms 60% of what it's been in previous tours, but he still finished second on the stage, a mountain stage, and he's claimed the King of the Mountains classification, so he's a class act, and he'll be back, I I, 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 I truly maintain, Bardet will be back, he's just had a bad year, you know, sack your coach, maybe change teams as we've discussed, and uh, he'll be back again, definitely. Let's listen to uh, Romain Bardet. Romain,
1: a uh, difficult day today. What's the plan towards the end of this of this course for you?
2: Yeah, the plan is right now was to to the boss to do try to go for the polka dot and the stage win. But Quintana was clearly the strongest in the last uh, on the last time, so but I'm still happy with the with the jersey. I will try to to keep it until Paris.
1: What does this polka-dot mean for a French person, for a French rider?
2: You know, it was time for me to to wake up after a disastrous start at the tour. So that will mean a lot if you can bring it to Paris.
1: So that was Romain Bardet, another Frenchman that we need to talk about because another day, another day in yellow for Philippe.
0: Can you start believing in a dream or not? Well, firstly, what's it feel like as a Frenchman interviewing another Frenchman in English? Do you do you correct each other's grammar or uh, le weird? <laughs> is it is it seriously though a little weird? It is not a little weird. It's mega weird.
1: It's mega weird because I actually not pretend I am uh, English or French when I ask for a question in English. They see me and then I open up with my accent, and I, you can, I can see on their
0: face going. Uh-huh. But do you does it? So do, do you think? Uh, but I knew you, knows your French. Uh, he got it in my first sentence. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, Roman, tell me, please. And he's like, oh, yes, Christophe, it was very good. <laughs> sorry, that's being a bit smart. No, he went, uh, do you know uh, Gabriel Gatte? <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: no, sorry, going back to your question, we went off track there. I just said, a la Philippe, uh, one more day, one day closer to uh, uh, to Paris. Can you start believing in it or not? Because what did he show today? He sticked with G. I know he cracked at the top of the Galibier, but at the end of the day, he finished in the same group as him.
0: You know what? Every day we we keep having this conversation and I keep being uh, proven wrong, I guess I'll say, and which I'm happy to be because I want him to win. I want Philippe to win. I think a lot of us do now, but I just don't think he's going to. And the, the big problem he's got... The big Achilles heel he's got, we've got two summit finishes and there's no descent because we saw his prowess. How good was he on the descent? He is he's a superstar. He really is. And he's just lacking that, you know, he's lacking that 3%. And maybe he isn't lacking the 3% that he had at the start of the tour because we didn't have those big climbs. So he's doing, look, he's still riding well above what we expected. So I think we need to remind ourselves of that and win, lose, or draw. He has been the sensation of this bike race, bar none. There's no, there's no debate over it in my mind. He is the sensation of the Tour de France. So I hope he wins, but I just don't think he's going to. Okay, and but
1: 1 minute 30, is that not enough to maybe, as a buffer, you know, it's it's still a lot of time to lose. Uh, I know you can lose a lot. You can lose wagons of time in a, in, in, in a mountain, but uh, at the minute he's not. He didn't on the Galibier. He's still hanging there. Do you think a minute 30 is not enough?
0: Well, he was probably he probably lost 40 seconds to Egan Bernal by the top of the Galibier. Okay, so he lost 40 seconds in about four kilometers. When you think Valverde is 32 kilometers, and I, you know what I what I think is, Ineos and the other teams, they're not going to gamble and wait until Val Thorens, which is the, 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 final, the second last stage. So the last climb of the Tour de France. They won't wait till there. It will all happen tomorrow. So if he's going to lose the Tour, he's going to lose it tomorrow. He won't lose it on that penultimate stage. It'll happen tomorrow because I don't think, they won't want to take the risk. So do we agree that if Alain Philippe is still in yellow tomorrow, we can
1: start to really dare to dream?
0: We might as well. W- why not? Yeah, and, and it goes against my judgement to be honest, but everything so far he's kept producing the goods hasn't he and yes the cracks have appeared but as you said you know he cracked a little bit he didn't crack fully and again he cracked when there were eight guys left in in front of him okay it's the eight guys that are behind him you know the the eight riders you know it's not it wasn't a few randoms but it's the best eight riders so he's climbing with the top 10 in the tour de france therefore the top 10 in the world so it's not like he's he you know he's losing five minutes or whatever. He's right there. He is right there. Um, Enric Mas will be a massive uh, support to him, and he'll need him. But he'll also need his other teammates to step up. And so I think the tactics that uh, Dekunik, uh deploy tomorrow are super crucial. And what I mean by that is they don't want to be on the front too early. They... I think they've got to try and save a lot of them. That They're men that can, can at least get them over a couple of these big climbs that are half-decent climbers. They've got to save them as long as possible.
1: Okay, let's talk about Igor Bernal because uh, he made a big day for the Colombians, win by Quintana. Igor Bernal uh, got the best climb and the best progress, I should say, in a, in a GC. Uh, first of all, let's listen to Igor Bernal. Fantastic uh, ride today. What's, what's left to do for you to, uh, to win this tour?
2: I don't know, I think that uh, we need to see tomorrow how is the feeling, that is the, the first thing, you know, just uh, to, to see with if you have the, the legs tomorrow, and then maybe try something, but uh, yeah, the first thing is, is to have the legs. Talk to
1: us about the atmosphere on the, the Galibier or the climbs, there are so many French fans around, talk to us about how you feel about this.
2: Well, I felt really exciting, to, to be honest, uh, you know, this is the tour, this is uh, the the Alps, the last stages, and I am there playing the tour. So yeah, I was feeling really, really exciting, really happy. I was uh, I I was re- remember when I was really young, really really like a kid, and I was looking at the TV uh, to Contador or Anish Schleck fighting for for uh, for the tour. So yeah, that, that was really nice and a good atmosphere.
1: Is it too early to call you the, the leader for INEOS now?
2: Yeah, I think that uh, G is uh, third in the GC, just five seconds in front uh, behind me, and he asked me to, to attack in the last climb. So, yeah, I think that he is the, he is the leader. I attack because he asked me. So, yeah, I'm for sure I will do what uh, he asked me. For sure tomorrow will be another really hard stage. We will see what happens uh, if we have the legs, we need to see and but yeah, I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really good. G also. So we need to see. We need to see what the other teams will do and then play our cards. Uh, but at the moment uh, I'm feeling really good.
1: So that's Eagle Benal, he's just said that G is the leader and he's just said that he attacked because G told him to attack. Do you believe him or not?
0: Well he said it on the record, hasn't he? So if he hasn't, there's gonna be there's a rift in Movi Star, there'll be a rift in Ineos by tomorrow morning, but no, I don't believe him. I think if he said that, yes, probably I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't have heard it. Based on what we saw in the race, Bernal attacked. I think he raced on instinct. Um, but then, because then we saw G attack, and G didn't have that punch that Bernal had because he was able to go on with it. And all G did really was drag that group. He sort of stopped Bernal from gaining a bit more time. Pino then went over the top, but again, it doesn't. I don't think we can sort of say, oh, well, there's the script now. Ineos have got the two strongest guys on the high climbs because it's switched and changed on every mountaintop finish that we've seen. So there's every reason that Steven Krusevig and Thibaut Pinot could bounce back tomorrow and take time on Bernal and G. Having said this, what we saw today about Pinot, it's, it's not super confident in the
1: descent. We knew this and it didn't follow openly à la Philippe in the descending and you could see he was refraining in his descent was he more prudent more careful or is he just not that, the great descender
0: you know what, I actually think he did uh, you're right but he did alright because uh, just to go back a few kilometres before that when Alaphlieb was getting on Richie Port was about 100 metres off and he Alaphilippe went straight past him. He got onto the group and was attacking the group while Richie then was still trying to get on and he almost overcooked a corner. Uh, uh, Pino was actually leading the charge at the front of that group. So not only was it Pino not following Alaphilippe, it was the rest of the whole group. So, now nah, he's, he's descending based on the la, like a few years ago and I've sort of talked about where he sort of lost his mojo a few years ago and he openly said it, which I think is uh, pretty good of him, that his descending was really struggling and it was a mental issue. His descending's good. Ala Philippe's is just you know, it's world class. It's he's he's actually probably one of the best uh, descenders in the world at the moment, Ala Philippe. Absolutely. Okay, quid of the
1: Aussies, you mentioned uh, Richie Port. Uh, what can we say about him? Because he finished in that in that group, which is probably a good sign.
0: Well another another one, Richie Port, you know, he's climbing in the top seven in the world. So I know there's probably a few critics and people saying, Oh Port, you know, he's not gonna finish top five, he's not gonna finish podium. He's had a rough year, Richie, and Yes, I'll probably admit, maybe I am being a little bit biased, but he ha- he's he been sick all year. So he's had a he's actually had a terrible build-up, and it's a pity because it's the one tour that he's, touch wood, he's going to finish, you know, and he's going to finish not super strongly, but he's hanging tough. Um, he only got dagged the last kilometre, sort of when Alaphilippe did. He went past Alaphilippe, and then, so he was about, he was only 20 seconds off them at the top of the glibier. So I think the next two days will be really telling. Um... He, yeah, he, ne- he needs to pull up better now to, to either gain some time. He slipped out of the top 10 only because Nato Quintana won the stage and gained sort of five-plus minutes. So I think his goal now will be to make top 10 and, on, you know, a mini miracle. I think realistically now he can aim for top five and not much more. OK, Jack Hegg? We saw him early on. He just missed the move, and the move went, and that was it. So, And there were three, I think, Mitchelton in the move at that time, so he couldn't do much. He certainly he's off the leash. If people are wondering, oh, when are Mitchelton going to let him off the leash? He's off the leash. But, again, to make the break, oh, jeepers, the, this hotel is about to be blown over, if you can hear the noises. It's like, um, what's that movie where the, the house gets picked up and swirled around in, in, in a, a, a hurricane? Or a, that American movie, come on. I don't know, we, uh, we, we'll put this one to the listeners. I've got no idea what you're talking about. It, it, is, it is literally like that. But, um, no, so Jack Hay, you expect him tomorrow, the next two days, to be still trying to get in the moves. And I think he will. I think he'll crack one. And if he does crack one, look out, he'll be at the pointy end.
1: Absolutely. Okay, let's talk about the stage tomorrow or tomorrow or tonight for you on SBS. Uh, as we said, we are in the Alps still. Uh, we're going to Ting. We're starting from Saint-Jean-de-Maurienne. Now, little fact for you, this is where I used to spend my uh, skiing holidays, uh, just up Saint-Jean-de-Maurienne, so I know the area pretty well. Uh, we're going high,
0: It's another, another brutal stage. It is a brutal stage. And so tomorrow, at 89 kilometres, we've got the Col d'Isselon, is call nice? de d'Essalon? Ah, called de Lison, mm. And it is the Henri de Grange souvenir. Henri de Grange, the first... Uh, the, the founder of the Tour de France, correct? The founder of the Tour de France, yes. absolutely. Whew, I got that one. <laughs> 12.9 kilometers at 7.5%. It is the souvenir Henri de Grange
1: because... Do, do you know what they, they should do? There's a, there's a bonification uh, at the oh. top of Henri de Grange. This is going to be very interesting for that bonification.
0: Here I am building up the high point of the Tour de France which is i'll just finish at 2770 but you are dead right i missed that i can i'm looking straight at it the bonification eight seconds yeah, correct. eight seconds it i don't think it'll be a factor at by by the time we hit the champs i don't think it'll be a factor but you might as well go for it if you're there yeah mentally
1: this is this is a win this is a win. If you can get that bonification, if you're someone like Igor Bernard or someone like Korsvijk, you get it over the others, you know? We know
0: Philippe won't get that bonification, uh, or will he? I don't think so. I think, I think possibly a break will get it, actually. Uh, and then, of course, a summit finish. So it's the first of the Alpine summit finishes, 2,113 metres to year. So it's not a super long climb. 7.4 kilometres at 7%, but it's a high altitude, and, and it's crazy. They're starting the climb at 1,500 metres. That's not much lower than um, uh, Australia's highest mountain. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Uh, it's a
1: short stage as well, relatively, 126 kilometres. That's going to go fiery. Boom.
0: It is. It. I mean, today was fiery, 200 kilometres, and they went out in the blocks for the first hour. This will be dynamic, and the short stages are super dynamic. So if you are listening to this, stay up, watch it. It's, it's going to be a short stage, and we are, we are, I believe we are on air from go to woe, so you've got to watch this stage. It's The next two stages, really, are going to be sensational, and it's one of the most exciting tours that we've had, I will say, certainly since Kato Evans won the race.
1: Yeah, and I would actually go
0: even further than this, uh, since Laurent Fignon lost that race. Yes, in 89. Yeah, you're probably right. So, no, nah, it's... We still don 't know who can win that that is the beauty of it. And we keep saying it each day and and sometimes I think uh people listening and the viewers back home are going they 're trying to keep us hanging. they come on, we know who 's going to win, but I think if you are an avid fan of cycling in the Tour de France and for the newcomers, trust us we don 't know we really don 't know who 's going to win no and if we said we knew, we would be laying absolutely lying yeah, we would absolutely we would I mean. If we had to break it down right now, right here, right now, we'd say Ineos are in the box seat. Second and third overall, and they showed strength today. But then you've got Pino, Kruseweich, Bookman and Bookman. We call him Bookman and Bookman. He's not an accountant, by the way. We just like the sound of it. But the German has been brilliant, and he's under the radar. And completely invisible almost. He is, isn't he? I did my first interview with him yesterday, and really quietly spoken. He was really polite, actually, because he was on the rollers, and I said, can I get a quick interview in English? And I just presumed... Uh, most Germans young Germans speak English these days so I presumed he did he spoke very good English but he was very quiet but uh he's a sensation and you know we should pump his tires up more because we we haven't much have we
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Maka. Thank you. Let's get out of this storm. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash tdf or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until the next podcast, which will be tomorrow morning. It's bye for now.
0: Before we go, a quick shout-out to Zwift, the app that turns indoor training into a game. Getting started is easy. You just need your bike, a trainer, and your PC, Mac, or Apple device. With training plans, interval workouts, group rides, and a global community to motivate you, level up, and become a stronger rider. Give people a ride-on, and you're sure to get one back, as together you enjoy the massive benefits of social indoor training. Go to Zwift.com today for your free trial.